Before today's topic, a quick disclaimer. The stories and data we share come from the states that we practice in and the experiences we personally had, which can differ greatly across our country and certainly the globe. This is not a professional advice show. So get comfy and let's discuss death. And welcome to Mort Mike, a down-to-earth discussion on death and dying. I'm Jem. And I'm Red. And we are your ash artificers this week. Cremation in itself is only a primary disposition, just like burial. But once someone is cremated, it doesn't end there. The ashes still have to be taken somewhere or something has to happen to them. This episode is your final, final disposition master pose for cremated remains. And boy, are there so many quirky and interesting options out there to fit anyone's lifestyle or death style. (laughs) (laughs) So the easiest place to start is just kind of like a bullet point overview of the basics of cremation and like what to do with cremated remains. So there's three main things, three things when we ask a family, you know, okay, you've selected creation for grandma. So what are you doing with them afterwards? Are you going to do a burial or entombment with the urn? Are you going to scatter the cremated remains or are you going to take them home and keep them there? Yeah, it does. You know, those are only three things, but like there's subcategories under all of those three things that are like just so numerous and vast. So we're going to try to cover um, a few of them. But generally, that's like what you can do with cremains like once you get them. So to start, we have the uh, cemetery, essentially. So um, for those who still want a place to visit an urn that might feel a little more meaningful than just on top of their fireplace, there is burial of an urn or placement in an above ground niche in a mausoleum. That's always an option. And I actually used to work at a cemetery where this was like a really um, popular option amongst people is having the cremains. So you get cremated And, you know, you think that's all that happens to you. But then a lot of people either entomb them in like a mausoleum setting or they have these little niches. And if you don't know what a niche is, it's basically like a like remember those cubbies in like elementary school (laughs) (laughs) where you put like your shoes in your lunchbox or whatever. It's like those like little, um, you know, marble boxes that have a cover on the front of them or sometimes they're even glass so you can see inside of them. Um, but they're these little cubby holes that your the ashes that are in the urn go into, and then that's like a place where they belong, like where you can go visit, kind of like if you're visiting a gravestone at a cemetery. Exactly, and you you see this. Um... A lot of people, especially with religious backgrounds, like to do this because burial is usually very familiar to these people and to their families and like it's what they've done. And so like it's kind of something that we see a lot more instead of just traditional burial. um, We see a lot of people that choose cremation that are still religious, still want that place to go visit. So cemeteries are still a really good option for them uh, to be able to to inter cremated remains. So like above ground, especially I think I think mausoleums are gorgeous, like especially those glass front yeah. niche co- oh my god okay i love it yeah we had a i we had a mausoleum at the the cemetery that i used to work 
for and it was huge and the like wall of glass front niches with like all of the little like personal items inside of them it was so cool I honestly really liked it I mean of course the glass front ones are always more expensive but I always think that they look a lot cooler because you can instead of just having like a nameplate on the front like you would do for like a full body entombment like you can actually see inside you can see the urn it can be engraved you can have photos and like like trinkets like you mentioned so it's, it's a really cool option. Yeah, I've seen people put stuff in there like um, like baseballs and like a bunch of like, I don't know, like toys, like anything really that's like, you know, reminiscent of the person that's actually inside. And like a lot of the mausoleums are really beautiful, too, because they're places that are meant to be for reflection and like for people to actually spend time there. So like there's chapel services that can happen there. Like it's it's really awesome option. And they're even though I'm not religious myself, I always find them very peaceful and like beautiful, like architecturally. And speaking of religion, I know that the uh, Catholic religion, it kind of it still is a new thing, but it kind of used to be unacceptable to be cremated if you were catholic your body had to be buried in the ground unscathed quote unquote (laughs) um so one thing that helped make modern catholics um modern catholicism accept cremation is that your cremains after you're cremated would be buried in the ground and it's kind of like it kind of like is this it kind of fulfills the religion. I don't really know how to describe it, but that the 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 concept of burying cremains or putting them in a niche, like entombing them, interring them, that is what made cremation like acceptable in the like strict like Catholic like regulations or whatever. Yeah, that's basically where the Catholic Church met everyone halfway. It's like, okay, we didn't like cremation, but we'll give it to you, but you have to inter the cremated remains at like a Catholic cemetery. Like that was their deal that they struck for for that right. for your mortal body. <laughs> the Pope hashed it out with God or whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> they had a come to meeting. <laughs> Something to keep in mind um, about cemeteries is that they actually might have requirements for um, the urns that you'd be interring there. So like when it's in ground burial, um, things like a lot of cemeteries won't accept breakable urns. So like glass or cloisonne or like any urns that could rust uh, and leach into the ground, like metal urns and things. So a lot of cemeteries, it's like, okay, well, if you have those urns, you can put them inside an urn vault, similar to an, a, like a, a vault that you'd use for a casket, but just for an urn, very small scale. Um a lot of funeral homes and cemeteries will sell combination urn urn vaults that actually look nice if you wanted to take them home for a while. They're like these nice, really like a marble type uh, material, and they're really more affordable than purchasing an urn and an urn vault. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there are some further requirements that might be necessary for the glass front niches as well, because like they want everything to look, of course, pleasing to people that are visiting. They don't want just like the temporary black plastic urn that comes with like a basic cremation to be sitting in there. They might say, oh, it has to be bronze or, you know, has to be a certain type of urn to meet a standard. Yeah, I'm also pretty sure we had like like rules against like, you know, Uncle Joe can't have his Playboy magazines and his like glass <laughs> front niche or anything like this that might be uh, a little offensive to whoever is visiting. Right, exactly. Another um cool little thing that might not be on everyone's radar but was actually really popular in the cemetery that I worked for is that if someone passed away and they were cremated, say like a wife, a mother, a pet even, 
um, their cremains could be held. And then whenever the partner died or, you know, the owner of this pet or whatever, the ashes would be buried with this person's body. Um, and this could be done in like one one grave, like just throw them both in there. Right. <laughs> but um, that was actually like a really popular thing to do. And I was I was quite surprised, like, you know, the wife's ashes would be buried with the husband's body if, you know, they had differing opinions on what they wanted to be done with them. And, you know, that's definitely an option. Yeah, we do it all the time. Like for pets, there's nothing. We don't have to tell the cemetery or anything. We can just stick as many, you know, little pet urns in a casket as, <laughs> as we want. Um, but when it comes to actual like if you're going to have like somebody's cremated remains buried with someone in their casket, you got to disclose that to the cemetery. You can't just do that because God forbid you come in later. It's like, well, we want to get a memorialization on on the, the headstone to add this person. It's like, what person like you didn't tell us that there was another person in that casket so that is something that has to be disclosed to the cemetery but it's not like ever a problem they just want to make sure they have it on their records yeah definitely something else to keep in mind is that a lot of cemeteries um especially catholic cemeteries that i've worked with will do what's called a second right so like it's like an additional fee like, so, okay, say, like, somebody's already buried in a grave, and then you want to do a second rite where you would bury mm. cremated remains on top of that person. Right. Uh, they will charge you, like, an additional fee to do that since you're not purchasing another plot, essentially. Uh, so it's, like, a way for them to make a little money off of you. But just just to keep in mind, there usually are extra fees in, involved with burying multiple peoples in a grave, regardless of if it's full body or, you know, cremated remains. Yeah, even if the grave is only opened once, they usually do charge extra for that kind of stuff. Of right. Course. <laughs> and you can only put so many people in a grave. Like, they're not going to be like, well, you can't put six like sets of cremated remains in a grave either. So I think mm-hmm. they, a lot of cemeteries just limit it to two, two or three per mm-hmm. grave. So if a more traditional route isn't really for you, there are other options. Um, And one that's gaining a lot of popularity is like scattering cremated remains. And there are so many ways to go about uh, doing this. Um, So if you kind of like the idea of a cemetery, but you're feeling something a little different, um, a lot of cemeteries will offer uh, like scattering gardens that they have on the grounds where you can just come and actually just scatter them onto the grounds or you can have scattered them somewhere else and then you can add a nameplate to like a shared monument or a wall so that person can be memorialized at a cemetery and you still have somewhere to visit even though you've scattered the cremated remains somewhere where you really like know that they're not going to be anymore like they've scattered to the winds or so whatever have you. Mm-hmm. We did not have this at the cemetery that I worked at, but I can imagine there is some sort of fee involved, but I'm sure it's not like like crazy, like you it, know, yeah. opening a grave or something. Exactly. And it's usually in a very beautiful park-like setting, um, like lots of gardens, and it, it is very beautiful uh, in those areas. And not, like you mentioned, not a lot of cemeteries have it. It's not like a, especially not in like Catholic cemeteries, um, but you'll, you'll see like certain cemeteries will do it. And it's like maybe one in 10. It's, it's not a lot, but there are some out there. Mm-hmm. Hi listeners, the holiday season is finally among us and it has been another year that Mort Mike has been able to give you your greatest and favoritest and bestest uh, death culture content. 
<laughs> we definitely want to keep going with this and we honestly could not do it without you guys we are so appreciative of your support mentally emotionally physically listening to our podcast uh we really appreciate you guys 110 percent Last year, we ran a campaign to raise money for our podcast hosting fees. Um, We host on a website and obviously everything costs money. So we do have a yearly fee to be able to host our lovely podcast to you guys on all of your favorite podcast streaming apps and websites. So this year we are doing just the same as we did last year. We are raising $120 for the hosting fees for our podcast. And that'll take us through the whole next year, the whole next great, beautiful year ahead of us. So for this holiday season, if you've enjoyed our podcast throughout the year, we humbly ask you to please donate to our fundraiser so we can keep doing this next year. Um, You can donate directly to our PayPal and the direct link, which will be posted on our social media sites, is paypal.me slash mortmikepodcast. And you can just go ahead and type that into your little browser and get there directly. And we really appreciate even like a dollar if that's all you can spare. It really just, it all adds up and it just makes such a difference. We love giving this content to you guys and we love being able to do it. Um, Thank you so, so much for everything, and have a wonderful and restful holiday season. So that would be like the the by the book, like written in paper way to scatter ashes, like in a designated area for scattering ashes. However, something that really scares me which is why I don't really ever plan on scattering anyone's ashes is the uh, I'm sure everyone maybe this comes to mind if you've seen it the scene in the Big Lebowski where <laughs> yeah. they're scattering the ashes off the side of a mountain cliff and of course a huge gust of wind comes by and just blows the ashes like all directly in the main character's faces horrifying absolutely horrifying it kind of has turned me off of scattering altogether but people do 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 that maybe not in such a comedic way but (laughs) (laughs) um i know there um might be some legalities regarding that red do you know do you have experience like with people that have asked you about that definitely i feel like this is like one of the most common questions i get with scattering it's like well where are we able to scatter where is it legal to scatter cremains can you scatter them wherever you want Maybe. Maybe is the overarching uh, <laughs> answer that I usually give because it depends quite a bit. So uh, common sense is key here. That comes into play quite heavily. Do you own the property in which you want to scatter the cremated remains on? Then you can do whatever you want. And if you don't own the property, you should ask permission from the proper parties. So very, very common sense there. What if it's like a like a, like a a public place? Like a... Um like a national park or, you know, an, an ocean? What do you think? So a lot of common scattering locations like that are used to getting this question. Uh, so don't be afraid to contact like a local government office or whatever venue you're looking to spread your ashes to get the go ahead, especially like national parks get this question all the time. And like y- you can feel free to call and just ask, hey, do I need any permits for this? Does this need to be logged anywhere? Like it's, it is more common than you think that they're getting these questions. So a lot of the times you will get like the okay to do it. It just, depending on the area and depending on the public space, you may have to get permits 
or at least have it recorded somewhere that you're doing that in that specific location. Hmm. So on that note, what are some of the most like common places that people usually scatter their ashes? So it's it's three main um, places and methods, and that would be to scatter into nature, to scatter into the water, and then to scatter by air. And um, nature, I feel like, is one of the more popular ones just because a lot of places are landlocked or, I mean, everywhere, everybody's got a, like, forest or a park nearby them, you know. Mm-hmm. And honestly, some of the most beautiful and serene places to scatter cremated remains and lay them to rest are out in nature. I mean, from local to national parks, there's a lot to be said about being surrounded by, like, a like a sprawling green forest and connecting your loved one back to the earth that's Cared for them while they're alive. <laughs> Aw, that's so nice. Yeah. Uh, and then when it comes to water, which I feel like is probably like the second most popular method of scattering cremated remains, um, there are some things to be considerate about with water. There's actually um, like a, a an act that the EPA um, passed called the Clean Water Act. And you have to take cremated remains at least three nautical miles off the shoreline in order to scatter them. So you can't just like walk into the, like wade into the the water and just go, you know, like, <laughs> <dump it out. laughs> like God forbid, like the kids plague in the water, like yeah, down get, get swept up I in know. that. <laughs> or if it's like someone's drinking the water, like downriver or something like that, like, ugh, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the good news is um, there's a lot of freshwater and saltwater boat charters that exist where you actually can contract with a captain that would take you out. And there's like a scattering ceremony then on their boat or off the side of their boat into the water. That sounds pretty cool. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, there's uh, I, there's one that's near me that we always reference to families that want to do it. And I, I think I think my my owner actually has a boat that he's done this for families <laughs> before, which is pretty cool. <laughs> wow. Just like, um, oh, God, what is the word for it? Monopolizing the industry. Huh? Yeah, right. <laughs> Be something to everybody, I guess. <laughs> Um, when I was researching this, I did find there's like a simple permit that you could get uh, from the EPA, and they, they technically do request notice within 30 days of the disposition of cremains into the water. And this can all be done through their website like super easy. This permit isn't always required, though, depending on your state and the body of water in which you're scattering into. But yet again, you should always just check with the local funeral home if you're unsure of what your location's requirements are. Uh, something else to consider when you're doing cremated remain scattering into a body of water is that um, any urn that you would be putting in with the cremated remains if you're not just scattering them directly those urns have to be biodegradable or you can just like i said yeet them as they is eat them as they is (laughs) okay try that again one more go (laughs) one more go or you can yeet them as they are (laughs) i think it might be Yote in the past. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> to eat if, to, to have yote. <laughs> oh, are the kids going to start listening to our podcast now? Yeah. Cool. Hello, fellow kids. Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> 
And honestly, there are so many like really cute options for biodegradable water urns. Like I, f- I had a family bring one in because um, this guy was like super into like kayaking and like the family took a lot of trips to islands and stuff. So they had brought in this little biodegradable turtle urn and Aww. like so they could just send it out of the water and it'll kind of like float away for a little bit and then just, you know, disintegrate within a few minutes. But just a little, little, little turtle sending it out. I thought that was such a cute like mental image of like the ceremony this family's gonna have like eventually with the cremated remains I, I absolutely love it yeah that is so nice and one last thing to remember like i said before always check the wind make sure the wind is blowing <laughs> yeah. in the right direction uh when you're scattering these remains out on the ocean the honestly i don't know why i believe this is the worst thing that could ever happen to you scattering remains but having your a burned up loved one like (laughs) like into your lungs into your nostrils all over your face is like the worst possible thing that i could ever imagine so just you know make sure you know stick a finger up in the air whatever you whatever you have to do (laughs) right exactly like I, i i same thing like i always have that mental image in my head like i remember uh i was at one of my uh past partners like aunt's cremation scattering ceremony or whatever that we went out to a park and like everybody that was there got a chance to scatter some of the cremated remains with wow. like it was like an ice scoop or something that we were scooping <laughs> into. But, wow. you know, but you know like when i did that i was just like so timid i'm like god what if the wind blows right now like this would be the absolute worst thing to ever happen god awful terrible so just to double check and make sure so to double down on that fear, uh, let's talk about scattering via air. <laughs> when you're surrounded by air currents on all ends. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this was a thing, but it makes sense, I guess. It seems a little concerning, to be honest. Yeah, this is definitely one of the more rare options to scatter cremated remains by air. Um, and this, of course, has to be done by a trained professional with a license to do so. I did not realize that you actually have like a permit that goes along with um, this. Like, obviously, you can have your license to fly, but you have to have another little permit or something to be able to scatter cremains um, because you can't just do it anywhere. All these like permits and stuff, I wonder like what, you know, when you get a permit and you get like a little certificate or whatever, what does it say? Do you think is it like professional air cremane scatterer like (laughs) what a title anyways (laughs) i'd like to imagine it looks like real like silly and childish where it's just like a big checkbox that says can can be dispersed to air like something really stupid just like really big print in comic sans (laughs) comic sans (laughs) (laughs) so since this is such a specific niche thing um a lot there are very few services that do it but a lot of times they'll probably just do it like you would provide the cremated remains to them and then they would take them up to scatter them for you. Um, but I, I'm sure there are a few of the services that you can actually just like side saddle in this tiny little plane um, to be able to be part of it. So in a lot of the research where I was looking into this, I found a really cool company um, that's based in the U.S. and they will take up to three pounds of cremated remains. Now keep in mind, like the average amount of cremated remains is like I don't know, like six to nine pounds or something. So it's not, it wouldn't be all of the cremated remains, um, but they'll take three pounds up into the uh, stratosphere and uh, via weather balloon. Like it's this huge 
big old balloon to be able to get it up to that type of height. Uh, and that ends up being around like actually like 15 to 20 miles high, which is like higher than planes fly. Wow. Yeah. And so with this giant balloon, they take it up there and they will just like release the cremated remains. And then your cremated remains are high up enough that they'll become weather. They'll get to join with the clouds. Uh, and become Ooh. Weather like it, it's super cool. I love the science behind it, too, because basically like the cremated remains particles act as like a nucle- nucleus that the water droplets in the clouds will attach to. And then they'll rain or snow down to the earth. Wow. So it really is like you're becoming like the rain. Yeah, which is really cool. And that like, it's really cool. Who knows where you'll end up, you know, raining down upon. Like it could be anywhere. It could be anywhere in the in the planet. So I thought that was like really cool. I would love to see that happen. That they, is really cool. They actually even video it for you because I think it's a very specific company in a very specific state. So and like they've they'll let you come watch the balloon launch, I think. But if you're not feeling like traveling, like you can just watch the videos they take of it. And like the oh. videos from up in the stratosphere, dude. Oh, my gosh. It's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to space. The only time I get to go to space is after I die and I'm burned up. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> But for some people, the stratosphere might not be far enough. You want to go farther? Would you like to go higher than planes and weather balloons could even dare? I do want to go to space. Yeah, we're going to space. (laughs) The sky is no longer the limit. As they say, shoot for the moon and land amongst the stars. So I did find a few companies in the U.S. that will actually send your cremated remains to space, which is so bougie, first of all. Yeah. This is like an like Elon Musk has written this into his like aftercare instructions. I feel like his would end up being more like was it was it Star Trek where they like yeeted Scott, uh, Spock's body out of like an airlock or something and just like lets this casket float into space? You know, like I feel like that's what Elon would do. Like just be fired out of a cannon into the sun or some crazy shit. You know? <laughs> Probably. Also, if that was not from Star Trek, I'm going to get so many angry comments that I am not a true nerd. <laughs> I feel bad because I love Star Trek, but I do not I do not remember. <laughs> <laughs> also, rest in peace for people who don't know that Spock died. So, oops. Spoiler alert for Star Trek fans. <laughs> Even though it's been like 30 years or something I was crazy. like, he's, I mean, he died a long time ago, right? I was like, that was a recent, was it? No. <laughs> anyway, back to space. So, <laughs> multiple individuals or cremated remains are placed into what is essentially like a flight capsule inside of a rocket, and that's what's blasted off. They just like, like eat you. Oh, there's that word again, <laughs> kids. Hey, kids. Uh, it's me, Jem. We are cool now. Listen to our podcast. Um, they just eat you right into space, and just off you go. Yeah, that's wow. that's literally it. Like it's it sounds so simple, and I'm like, God, what a great use of science. <laughs> I yeah, I mean, like imagine like an alien like civilization finding like a weird rocket full of like gray dust. Like it's a like I don't know, that's just wild. Yeah, it's super cool, and um, <laughs> there's actually different. Um, 
like places that you can be sent off to, which I thought was pretty cool. So like a lot of these launches are scheduled ahead of time based on the voyage that they're having. So some are quarterly, some are yearly, depending on the destination that they're being shot to. So like one is just being sent to like the moon. First of all, very cool. Um, mm-hmm. And another one is being sent like to basically just drift in the Milky Way, like as far out as it will go. So mm-hmm. like, there's no destination. It's just like as deep of space as we can get this rocket before the fuel like peters out. This is another thing that you could either uh, be attending in person to watch the actual launch um, or you can actually just get video footage of the launch afterwards but I want to say one is in Florida like by Cape Canaveral basically Mm. and like there's tons of places that we shoot stuff in outer space across the United (laughs) States so a lot of different (laughs) options for you there you, uh, there's actually even an option to track the rocket after the launch. So especially with the flights that are being sent out into deep space in the Milky Way, that's super cool. So you can see how far away from the Earth that it's getting. That is really cool. I mean, it makes sense if like we're like trying to get we're trying to shoot people out into space by now. You might as well like take our like you know our our charred ashes and try to shoot them into space as well. Um, definitely, I, f- I feel like this is such like a, like a bougie, like, um, uh, old money, new technology kind of move though, to be honest. Oh no, definitely. And like the thing is, you're not even sending that much into space because it is so expensive to send like literally anything into space. It costs a bazillion dollars like per pound. So you get to send, it's like a little disc basically of cremated remains up there. So don't expect to be sending an entire person up, up into space unless you wanted Mm. to pay like the absorbent fee to do so. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But with all these cool options, what about the trees? I hear you (laughs) screaming at your phone while you're listening to this. And I have some really good news about the negative impact that cremated remains have on the environment. Um, There really isn't uh, any um, bad thing that happens from putting cremated remains into our earth, into the water, from the air, as long as you're not dropping like an urn out of a plane (laughs) to bullet pepper somebody (laughs) on the ground. I was going to say like a metal urn, like a marble urn, just... (laughs) Just dropping it out of the <laughs> Oh my plane. gosh, creating a crater in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> but no, there there isn't. There is no negative impact. That makes sense because, I mean, cremated remains are just carbon. Like, it's just, like, your body all, all crumbled up, you know? So, I mean, yeah, it's not like there's, like, hazardous chemicals in your body or else you'd probably be, like, really, really dead. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> They don't change the water they're in or the land that they're spread on. So, like, that's really good news. And, like, there's, they can only be harmful in large amounts to a growing plant. But we'll talk about that a little more in the next episode. The only thing that you have to consider is taking out the metal ID tag that's inside of the created remains bag before you scatter anywhere and you are golden. So, that already is so many cool things to do with your loved ones cremated remains to maybe plant some ideas in your loved one's heads about your cremated remains good pun. but they're uh what good pun <laughs> plant <laughs> oh <laughs> sorry that like right over my head. <laughs> but there is still so much more that you can do and we are going to tell you about it next time
And that's all for this week on Mort Mike. We'd love to connect with you guys on our socials, so like, follow, and subscribe to us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Mort Mike Podcast. It would mean a lot to hear your feedback, so please tell us what you think in a comment or drop us a rating on whatever podcast hosting site that you use. If you have any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear or complain about me not being a proper nerd, you can <laughs> shoot us an email at mortmikepodcast at gmail.com. I also want to give a huge thank you to our friend Marcin for the use of his song titled Deputies of Death, which he produced just for our show. You can check out his Bandcamp at marcinmusic.bandcamp.com. Thank you, Marcin. And be sure to tune in the first Thursday of every month for more casual discussions on death. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Mort Mike. Bye. Bye.